You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Today on the ZabeCast, a mini Capital Golf Gang on the Masters and John Rahm's Sunday Marathon Rally to reel in Brooks Kepka and to win his first of maybe many green jackets. Plus, we got season-ending nonsense in the NBA, plus Odell, oh my. Your 45 minutes of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Rom wins the Masters Marathon. Maybe not the most inspired call from one Jimmy Nance, but still a very solid broadcast. And what a day of golf. I got to admit, whoop, am I tired. I watched a lot of golf sitting around on an Easter Sunday. How you doing? Happy Monday, April 10, 2000. 
and 23. Thank you for downloading. We got a mini Capital Golf Gang coming up here in just a second to break down the Masters. But I get a couple notes in of other stuff going on uh, before I get to those boys. Note number one. Uh, I am currently in the part one of the two-day prep for my colonoscopy of Moon River. Hello, Doc. So if I stop the podcast suddenly and then run out of here and you hear the faint flushing of a toilet, well, I, that, okay, then you get the point. So far, so good for the most part. I won't get into some of the details for those of you men and women listening of a certain age like me, 50, 55, thereabouts. You've, you've been through this. So this is something that is not new to you. That's number one. Number two. The NBA season came to a conclusion on Sunday, but not before something that happened in Dallas on Saturday night that is going to be talked about for quite some time. Dallas was still in contention to make the playoffs, but decided, yeah, nah, because they know that the current team chemistry along with the injury to the the nagging injuries to Luka Doncic, we're going to leave them to be pretty much a field filler. Mark Cuban put the order on down from on high, saying, "No, we are not going to win this game and get into the playoffs." So they pretty much benched everybody to start the game for Luka Doncic. Then they took Luka Doncic out of the game, who wanted to still play after like ten minutes. And then they still were almost winning the game before they eventually lost and were knocked out of the playoffs. Afterwards, listening to Jason Kidd, their head coach, tried to tiptoe around the whole, yeah, wasn't my decision. I'm not a super fan of it. But, you know, that my bosses said this is what we're doing, and so I had to follow the instructions of my bosses. There are anti-tanking rules in the NBA, but, you know, is the league going to enforce them? We'll see. It was a blatant job of tanking, and normally you'd say, well, Dave, I thought you were a big fan of tanking. Oh, I'm a big fan of it. I just think this is a terrible look for the league that this happened. It's a terrible look for the league that a team that acquired a former MVP, was Kyrie once the MVP of the league? MVP caliber, list of NBA MVPs. They acquired this frontline player to add to the team and instead he sank the team. Uh Kyrie Irving not MVP. Uh Jokic Jokic, Giannis Giannis, Harden Westbrook, Curry Curry, Durant James Rose, blah blah blah. Um <clears throat> that they would do that and then tank go from that to tanking is a bad look. He ruined their chemistry, ruined the team, ruined the season and then the final ugly note to the year was them just completely throwing in the towel. And to have to have your coach get up there and answer questions about, so what happened? And he was just like, bosses told me to do it. We'll see if the NBA does anything about it. I am skeptical, to say the least. Now, that was only uh, the second worst, quote, look for the weekend for the NBA as it came to a close for the regular season. Uh, The worst look had to be the fight that occurred on the Timberwolves bench during a game they needed 
in order to themselves win and get into the playoffs. Rudy Gobert. Oh, yeah, that guy. Isn't he the guy that kicked off the pandemic by being a jackass, touching everyone's microphones? Yeah, that's the guy. I think that's the guy. i got to look that one up. Um, yeah, gets into a full-on fight on the bench. Uh, here was what it sounded like uh, on the TV feed from the announcers. Up on the Timberwolves bench, Anderson and Rudy Gobert. That's just something you don't see every day. I know the tensions you played. Yes, it was it, it was indeed Rudy Gobert as I looked it up during that fight. Yeah. Um <clears throat> kicked out of the game, sent home during the game. Uh according to reports though, his teammate got into it saying get some, you know block some shots and he said, "Well, why don't you get some rebounds?" Next thing you know, uh someone was calling him a bitch. And fists were flying. Again. Is it the first fight ever between teammates? No. I mean, the Mets had a fight in training camp, in spring training, at team photo day between Lenny Dykstra and I think Keith Hernandez or maybe Daryl Strawberry. Uh, Not sure uh, who the two guys were, but it happens. It just shouldn't happen, though, when you're supposedly fighting for a playoff spot. So those were two things that happened over the weekend. And then, oh my, Odell. Odell Beckham signs with the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year deal for upwards of $18 million, depending on incentives. It's like 15 mil base, $3 million more in incentives. And Steve Bashotti, owner of the Ravens, stepped up with the money and has done something pretty shrewd. On the one hand, he can now say to his still disgruntled would-be franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson, hey, we got you, guy. Odell can say, come on, Lamar, let's go, let's get this going. Let's figure out a way to get a deal you're happy with. And then if that doesn't work out, and if Aaron Rodgers eventually becomes a Jet, he's still not one yet, then guess what? They could trade Odell and acquire draft picks. I would assume the $15 million one-year salary is absorbable by the Jets, but I think it's probably a brilliant move either way. The only way it doesn't work out is if, you know, Lamar Jackson doesn't play for them next year and their season sucks anyway and Odell's hurt and he's not very good because he's been out of league for a year and you waste $15 million. But it's a $15 million bet that I myself, if I had the money, if I was Steve Bashotti, I would have said, yeah, I will make that bet. Okay, coming up in just a second here on the Zabecast, a miniature Capital Golf Gang with all the boys, Ronus, Ghoul, and Buddy to discuss the Masters and John Rahm's big win coming back from four shots down when the day began against the great Brooks Kepka. That's next. You're listening to the Zabecast. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. 
That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come lately's. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Uh, I know it is. A mini edition of the Capital Golf Gang emergency post-Masters podcast on a Sunday night. Happy Easter, boys. And how about that John effing Rom from a double bogey on the first hole with a four putt 
to a runaway winner on 18 where he could literally snipe Gackett into the trees and have it ricochet out just 90 yards from where he hit it and still win the tournament going away. How about that, John Rahm? Huh, boys? Who wants the first crack at this? I told my son that he could top it like your dad does off the 18th tee and still win the tournament. And sure enough, he almost did. It's crazy. Why do you got to be that self-effacing right away, John Ronas, director of instruction, Woodmont, or not Woodmont, director of instruction and general manager, no, director of golf at River Creek. Got it. Nailed it. King of the world. King of the world. See, though, the the many layers of the victory with – you know, uh, a Seve-like par on the 18th hole on Seve's birthday on Easter Sunday on the 40th anniversary of his victory. So um, it was very poetic. Yes. It's it a great day. It was. a. It was. It turned out to be a great day. Long-ass day, but a great day. John Gould, Executive Director of Mid-Atlantic PGA, you're next up. Your thoughts, overall thoughts, headline thoughts on the 2023 Masters. Yeah, I, I thought what was interesting is it lacked drama at the end, right? Because Rom, you know, clearly by the last, you know, basically the back nine, he was he had it and he was going away. But it didn't lack storylines. We had lots of stories going on, uh, whether it was Spieth and Mickelson going bananas in that one group or how the live guys were, were doing, um, you know, seeing Kepka back up, which we don't, you don't normally see, or I, I guess we didn't think we used to see that, but we've seen it more and more lately. Um, so I, I thought it was an interesting day. I loved it. I watched a lot of golf and, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a consumer, so I loved, I loved watching it all. Yeah. Buddy Christensen golfed him. You are next up headline takeaway from the 2023 masters you know for all the weather that you know kind of and i know you experienced it firsthand there um what a great day to get it done today watching it from you know a two-shot swing right off the bat this morning to uh kind of an uneventful back nine yet it was weird to see him play against just a number but yet um still just a, a very exciting tournament great to see john rom win this thing yeah john rom who was uh ticketed for superstardom very early uh in fact he played as an amateur in the first event that kept go one on the pga tour the 2015 waste management and at the time rom was still in school at arizona state and mickelson of course knew all about him because of his ties to the sun devil program and he said this is the future world number one Right here, which is a bold claim because there's lots of good guys in college uh, that are coming out year after year after year. But for a guy that's been ticketed for stardom, for a guy that has run hot at times, remember when we were breaking down his argument with his caddy at the Players Championship that was caught on audio about four years ago? Yes. (laughs) Like that John Rahm was not ready to win majors. This John Rahm with a beautiful wife who was a apparently a javelin thrower in college herself at Arizona state with a young uh, daughter. Yeah. Uh, uh, two children. To, oh, okay. Yes. With, with a yep. young family that yep. John Rom is now poised to dominate. How long will the Rom dominance go? He's obviously a big shark out there. John Ronas, along with Scheffler who had a wild up and down week uh, with Kepka, obviously, who showed when healthy, he's now a force in the majors again. But how long is Rom going to be swimming these waters, gobbling up other players? 
I think Rom's got a good chance to have, you know, not just the magical 18 months, hope you win a major career. I think he's got a chance at having a quite a good length career and the chance to win a lot of majors because he does seem to be able to work the ball in both directions, which is obviously important. Um, so I think that I think he's got a really good chance at, at winning, you know, at all different golf courses. He's a physical stud, and I think he's he's going to be great. Yeah. Sorry about my. That's right. Go take care of your dogs for a quick second. Ghoul, you're next up. I mean, you know, a guy wins a major, the first major of the year, as always. He's a star player. And we go, okay, how dominant is this guy going to be? Your thoughts on the Rom era, perhaps, in golf? Yeah, I'm not quite ready to call it the Rom era. Uh, he, he is good, and he's going to be competitive, and he's going to win more majors. I guarantee that. Uh, there, I just like the way that where the field is these days. That you know, guys like Scheffler, uh, you know, uh, a couple guys that haven't uh, got through yet. Um, I, I think there's just going to be heavy competition. But you know, the way he plays, he there's no major that you're going to say, oh, he's not he's not a, a, a favorite. Right. You know, the, I think he he uh, a strokes gain to uh, approach was you know top five this week in the Masters, and you know if he can do that, man, he's tough to beat anywhere. Yeah. Buddy, how about the shot of the tournament, my opinion? 13th hole. Even though he's leading at that point by two, I want to say. Two or three, maybe at most. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. When he hit the driver on the corner? Yes. Unbelievable. I mean, what's so amazing is that we at home watched him hit peeler cuts, peeler cuts. All tournament long with the shot Bullet tracer. Bullet cuts, too. Yeah. Bullet cuts, peeler cuts, little slider cuts. And then all of a sudden, when he needed that draw on the most important hole of the tournament with a lead that, while was growing, was still very much in doubt, disasters can and do happen on 13, hits this draw around the corner. I'm like, well, wow. And as soon as he hit it, the announcer, was it? Who was calling that, Nance? To, as soon as he hit it, it's like, uh-oh, this could be trouble just because he did not expect him to see him to, to hit that draw around that corner. And But the other thing with Rom is when his short game, you know, when he gets out rolling too, he's he's got all the tools. So I, I think he's he's going to be a force. I mean, I, looking at the beginning of his season this year, I mean, he was a perpetual top 10, one four, three or four tournaments start the year out. This is win number four. So he won three before. Yeah, I mean. Three tournaments. Four events since January. Yeah, it's April. So one month. (laughs) And And he he doesn't enter the scrub events either. (laughs) No, and he shot 65 in the first round at the Arnold Palmer. And you thought, all right, here he goes again. Then he shoots 76 and, and, you know, kind of stumbled through that, stumbled through the match play. So he kind of felt like, all right, he's got his run done. And then he took care of it this week. Okay, U.S. Open. He won that tournament. Yes, no question. U.S. Open in the bag, Masters in the bag. How many more majors, let's go around the horn, starting with you, Ronas. How many more majors when the needle finally stops, and does he get them all? Uh, Yeah, he does get them all. And I usually don't say this, but I would actually go with at least four more. Wow. I usually say one or two. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, actually, that was the number I was I was going to go with six uh, because he's definitely got the perfect 
uh, game for a PJ because that, that those are always set up fair. Kerry Hagman, our guy, you know, sets it up fair, so the, the best guy is going to win, and he's going to he's I think he'll definitely win one of those. And in terms of winning the the British, you know, the Open Championship, I think that's kind of as a European, that's kind of his his motivation to win win one of those. So I, I definitely think he's going to win them all. Uh, and then it's just a question of how many times he's going to rack them all up. Yeah. Wow. Okay, uh, I'm, buddy. I'm, I'm totally with winning them all. He's the first European, I think, I saw to win the U.S. Open and the Masters. Um, the U.S. Open's a tough one. He's got that done. Um, you know, I, I see him winning at least four or five more as well. Okay. It's a lot. I'll say three of the four just because golf is hard and there's a lot of good players we don't even know yet who are going to be coming up through the pipeline. And he's going to win five majors, which is a massive, incredible career. That means four more, three more majors to come. So I'm going to put my target there, and we'll just see how it goes. I do like him a lot. His likability yeah. to me is starting to come up into the rear view of my likability for Rory McIlroy. It's because Rom just presents himself as a very thoughtful, level-headed guy. He had some of the best, most balanced stances during the whole live thing, and that resonated with me. And I think when you're a grounded person – you're primed to play some really good golf at the highest level. So kudos to Rom. All right. Let's yeah, one more add on that. Getting getting back on that, he actually went and worked on that. He knew that that was the weakest part of his golf game. Really? He, he his emotional he responses. Professional help to try to get him to be a much more positive person on and off the golf course. So again, when these guys take inventory at the end of the year and he saw that his mental aspect of it was not as good as it could have been relative to the physical. Give it to him for for working on that and getting to the point he's at. Yeah, I think uh, starting a tournament with a four putt double, that and <laughs> yeah, then winning it like I mean that's amazing. Off the rails. Right, that's and right. and he had, he had the best response, uh, which is a classic quote from the great Seve Ballesteros, who we miss to this day. Should still be there at the Masters. Should still be out there waving to the crowds. Um, but uh, Seve once was asked, "How did you four putt?" And his answer, Ghoul, go ahead. I miss, I miss, I miss, I make. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. That's how it goes. Okay, next into the garage bay. We've worked on that car. The next car in on the bay, we're going to put it up on the big rack and look at what's going on, check out what's underneath, is one Brooks Kepka. Was this, in fact, a meltdown? Was it a choke? Was it a collapse? And let the 54 holes versus 72 holes memes, jokes, and resets start flying because they already are on Twitter. We'll start with you, Ronis. What do you think of Kepka's week? I mean, I was thinking about this, but you, you take a look at Phil Mickelson who finished so strong, so you can't really throw the 54-hole you know, shotgun, all the other stuff, live toward, not prepared. Um, but at the same time, to not be in high-level competitive situations where you're going down the wire to win. You know, he won the week before on the Live Tour, but it really doesn't mean anything. It's a shotgun. You're not looking at a leaderboard. It's just, it's a joke of a tour, obviously. But the fact is that, you know, when it's crunch time and then you elevate that with a major, um, you need to be in those situations as Rom has been for the whole year to be used to that. So did he choke? No, I would never say anyone choke because you got to be really good to be in a position to choke, but he definitely was not prepared to handle that kind of stress um, at this level. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, I also don't think it was a choke. I mean, he didn't he didn't put three in a water or anything like that. He just couldn't get it going. Uh, but I do think it was a collapse. And and there and there is something to that, you know, the fact that he hasn't been playing and and yeah, uh, Mickelson uh, came back, you know, so you could you could argue that, but I still think it's you know it's a, a couple guys like Brooks who were at the top level and went over there and just took the money and had not been playing, you know, very well. Occasionally they play well and win. I, I certainly think there's something to that that they lost their competitive edge and the great Justin Ray if you follow him on Twitter just a great stat guy he's the son of one of my friends um, I, I saw this stat so you know through the 2019 Masters six six opportunities where he's in top five entering the final round he shot 68.7 scoring average but the last seven instances since the 2019 PGA where he enters the top enters the final round in top five average scoring average 73 so he's he's definitely he's uh, lost his closer mojo yeah i think so yeah all right Uh, buddy your thoughts on brooks kepka you know i wouldn't call it a choke i think um the conditions were it was a weird week it was it was really tough conditions so although he got the best of them he got the best of it yeah well he did for, for sure and then to come back and have you know that putt to start the day out or whatever and but he hit some wildly bad shots um, in the fourth round that that he did not hit. He looked very much in command the rest of the week. So even though it's not a choke, he did he did come back. But the fact that he was tied for second is crazy to me. I just did not see that coming. I certainly didn't see Phil coming. And so I, I think overall those live guys did much way better than I ever expected. And and certainly he was at the forefront of that. I mean, only one guy beat him in the end. So. True, um, true. But he had a four-shot lead to start the day, a marathon day, and he, he ends did. up losing by four. So that you know, that's going to leave a mark right there. I think this about Kepka. He is a dull-eyed and dull-minded dominator who, when he is on, will just grind right over you like he's in a tank. But sometimes, and maybe more than just sometimes, the game of golf requires flair and artistry and fire and a bit of joie de vivre that I don't know if he has that deep inside of him. He's good at it. He's great at it. He grinds at it. I know it's deep. I'm getting deep here. What I thought was needed was sort of on the back nine when he was fighting for his life to keep from drowning. He needed that kind of glinty eyed edge that sort of like, I'm out here and I'm going to try to do some things to make it happen. I know it was all about routine this is what I do. I got my swagger. I'm pretty cool. I tug on my cap. And that worked great for the first three rounds. Until you're a victim, Zabe. Until you're a victim because one sentence of his interview, yeah, yeah, just bad didn't breaks. Get any breaks. Yeah, bad. Nine. I could have been within a foot if I would have gotten a good break. <laughs> I, you know what? I would normally, I used to crush quotes like that from golfers, but then. Somebody explained it to me that this is what they're taught to say by their mental coaches. Yeah. Yeah. They are literally taught to say, don't ever admit these kind of failings. Always look some, turn every negative into a positive, no matter what. I once heard a story about how Tiger nuked like a forewood dead out of bounds at Westchester one time, but he turned and said, man, but I crushed that thing. And it was like, really? You're you're happy with that shot? He's like, I love the contact. Well, I, I think 
bit about Kepka and it's a little bit about DJ too, is, you know, there's a certain element to, hey, don't think out there, just play, just react. Right. right? right. And, and you and that gets you through a lot and it probably gets you through early rounds. But when it comes down to thinking your way around the golf course and a strategy and what essentially, you know, was match play near the end. And I think he, that that's where it failed him because that's not his style, not DJ style that it's just go out there and, and it's sheer athleticism and talent and, and using your noggin to get you through, uh, is just not a strength. I don't think. All right. Quick exit question on this likability factor this week for Kepka for those who love the game. Was it likability plus, minus, or same, given the week that was and how he handled himself, all the live stuff, everything else? Plus, minus, or same? I think, I think it stayed relatively close to the zero that he's currently at. Uh, <laughs> so I would say the same zero likability. Are you I, saying you don't know I, any big Kepka fans amongst your golf buddies and or people at the club? No, not that I would admit to it. Okay. Sort of sort of like Nickelback fans. They sell a ton of records, but yeah. nobody wants to admit to being a fan of them. Cool. Likeability factor for uh, Kepka. Was it a slight plus, minus, or same this week? Uh, same. And what I found interesting was the announcers danced around it, but never said it. Everybody's rooting for Rom out there. And I really don't think that Rom is, I mean, he's a big star, but I don't think he's everybody's favorite. I think they just didn't want to live guy to win. And so that meant rooting for Rom because he was the, he was the guy that was going to defeat, uh, Kepka okay. and Nicholson in the end. All but, right, buddy. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I don't think it's pretty a neutral week as far as his likability. He didn't wear the live stuff like Phil and Reed did. So he was the that, only live guy with no smashers gear. Yes. Yeah, so one of the smashers. To, to see out there. But there is this thing with the uh, the golf gods, and, you know, that, that comes into play too. And I'm not so sure that wasn't part of this whole week as well. All right. By the way, quick, honest question. This is not snark, buddy. Is Golfdom or will Golfdom carry live team gear? Oh, come on. What? What do you mean, come on? That's a legit question. You know what? That is a legit question, Zabe. I think that is a legit question. Do I have to go with Bryson DeChambeau on getting whatever his gear is? I I literally, it was a curious question as to whether anyone from Liv reached out to you or other, other, you know, golf shops to go, look, we'd like to put our product in your store. We don't even need, we just want to break even. We just want it out there. I would. (laughs) Ronis, am I crazy for saying this? No, no, no. I I don't think you're crazy at all. And I think it, I honestly think that someone like Buddy has to seriously consider and especially putting aside, um, you know, grievance. Money's going, right? If the money's going to the Saudi based stuff, if it's going right to that, then you you sit there and you say, no, I don't want to play in this ballgame. But if it's something else, never mind. I'll I'll go online to get my crusher's hat, which I've been. I want to hear Buddy's thoughts on this stuff. What, I mean, no, I think we're going to find out what what the temperature is in our market here in the next month or that so. That's true. Yep, in May. So I, I, you know, I'm conflicted in my own head of like, do you even go out there? I mean, you got you got some big names going to be there, and it's like, well, the live tour is going to be at uh, Trump uh, DC. Yes. Right? In yeah. May, 
and um, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully be out there ourselves doing shows. I, I'm not I am not opposed to being out there for that event. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it for myself. I'm not I, I'm anti not, per se, but I I think for some of these guys, we'll get to Mickelson. I think they've jumped off a cliff. Anyway, that said. You're not carrying live gear. Don't plan to carry it. So I'm going to have to get my crushers hat online, which is fine. It's even beyond that. Like what, what is the gear? Who's making it? You know, is it all about just this logo on it? It's not, you know, that's a good question. Are there, are there major brands that, that co-brand with them or not? No, honestly, I don't know. Cause you know, you know, the master's gear, it's all non co-branded gear. Private label. Exactly right. Okay, let's put Phil into the garage, put him up on the left. Um, Seeing him in person, I mean, you look on TV, you're like, wow, he's lost a lot of weight. Some people are making the jokes about, was he sick or something? No, I just think he's gotten serious about his health. He looks great. The jawline is staggering. And he had quite a week in which uh, he had a right-handed shot. He had a driver off the deck from deep inside the pine straw in one hole. uh, And he got hot as a pistol on Sunday as things warmed up and he almost snuck in there for what might have been a very interesting finish if Rom had collapsed. So overall, the week for Phil, given that he laid low on the front end, played as well as he did. What are your thoughts, Ronis? Your first up. More reason why it's sad, very sad that he went to that tour. He was an icon. Tiger's done. Obviously, Tiger's done. He was an icon that was going into Arnold Palmer territory and he screwed the whole thing up. What a shame. That's what it made me think of. What a shame. Yeah, I kind of agree that, you know, the crowds, you know, we were there Thursday, so we couldn't really tell, like Friday, excuse me. Uh, So we couldn't really tell necessarily. We saw Phil on number four. It was early in the morning. The crowds were just kind of waking up, but it was a very muted welcome to the tee. I think it warmed up as he got into the heat of contention and by the time Sunday came. But a lot of people noticed when he made his putt on 18, yep. Yep. half the people didn't even yep. get out of their folding chair. So interesting relative to the you needed to win. Half and did, versus- half did, but half didn't. And you dar- you know well, darn well, ghoul and buddy, that place would have leapt out of their chairs a year ago. No doubt. Yeah. Two years ago, something like that. Yeah, it's it it, it it's uh, first of all, let's give him the kudos he deserves. He played unbelievably. I didn't expect him to make the cut, and not only did he make the cut, he had an unbelievable Sunday. Uh, you know that that pairing with Spieth must have been would have been really fun to watch if if you were just watching them, right? But right. Uh, so so that blew me away. But yeah, it, it's it's almost as if okay, great, we don't care, just you know. Shoot your number, and and you know the the sunglasses in the rain was a weird look too. You know the, he was wearing those all week, <laughs> even when it was pouring and overcast. But uh, yeah, it, it, interesting in that uh, nobody was interested. Phil thoughts. Well, he also he also I saw he went on a twelve hole run where he he was five over par. So if he can go through that in two over par, he's all of a sudden either in the lead or right on the heels, and, and it's a totally different story. Again, that's an easy thing to go back and, and try to recreate. That was on Saturday, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. That was in the worst of it, weather-wise. Yeah, 
that was probably part of it, of course. But um, it didn't seem like – I mean, he had to start the week with the, the Masters champion dinner, and that had to be awkward. Supposedly, he didn't even talk during the whole thing. He, he didn't seem to even crack a smile or, or do much until after he made that putt on 18. He kind of seemed to get back into it. Um, they didn't show him on TV the first couple days. So um, just it's very, very odd. I, I totally agree with, with Ronis in that it's just sad that this is how it's gone down. And this kind of emphasized how, how bad that whole thing has become yeah. for him. He's, his like, legacy. he's like 53, right? 52. 52. Um, he's in great health now, looks like, I'm sure his arthritis is in great control, uh, because when you lose weight, eat right, that's what it does. And he's got a swing and he's otherwise healthy that he could be doing this at least at Augusta. He's going to struggle more at the courses that penalize you for wayward shots. You know, you can kind of hit it all over the place. Right. Well, and he may still be goal. He may, you know, that's a, we're a long ways. We're a long ways from that yet. But just hold your horses on that. My point is, at 52, he could have been knocking around competing to win another one of these in the next eight years because 50 is no longer this death sentence or 46 like it was for Nicholas in 86. I looked this up. When Willett won in 2016, you know who was T3 going into Sunday, two shots back? Bernhard Langer. <laughs> On Sunday, he went out in the second to last group. I'm like, wow. So Phil could have been that guy. He could have been the full golfing emeritus, the next Arnie, as you put it, Mr. Ronas, and made an absolute ton of money through all kinds of ventures. But he needed a big pile of money. He needed the big pile of money right away, or he wanted the big pile of money, or he wanted to stick it to the PGA Tour and the ghost of Tim Fincham and the current Jay Monahan, or who knows what motivated him. Or it might have been some gambling issues, gambling debts. That's not something you can just dismiss because there are, you know, a guy went to jail in Billy Walters over what started as a gambling debt of a million dollars. So we don't know. But he took all those beans, Ronas. He said, here and pushed him across the table. And it is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. But it's not a funny aspect of it. It's just who he's in bed with. Yeah, and it's not over yet. Time does heal and mend things, and we'll see what course of events take from here. But the whole live thing, last thought on the live thing, then i got to go fuel little Easter egg items, and then we're done because we've already gone 26 minutes. You guys are very kind with your time. Late on a Sunday night here on Easter night. Um, People say, well, was it a good week for live? For the live tour? And I'm like, no. No, it was a good week for a handful of players who play on the live tour. It was not a good week for the live tour because their needle's not moving in any regard. Attendance, television, respect, crushers, hats, sold, anything because of this week. Because, oh, they had three guys finish in the top ten. The, the whole argument about, well, did you predict they'd have three guys finish in the top six? I'm like, it doesn't matter. That that's the, you're asking the wrong question. Is the league a viable league that's got traction and can go forward and thrive? And the answer is no, still no. And it got even worse this week, well away from Augusta, Georgia, when a federal judge ruled that two of the Saudi principals in the public investment fund could not recuse themselves from being a part of the tour's countersuit. 
So if they're going to continue down this legal road, they're going to be exposed to discovery. And they're going to have everything turned inside out. And I can assure you, this is the last thing they want. So it was a terrible week for the Live Tour. It was a good week for a handful of guys who play on it. Is that a fair thing? Yeah, I think it's a fair take. And the other thing to add is that the uh, DP World Tour won the appeal. That's another one. To be able to suspend and therefore uh, also, um, you know, not let them play uh, from the European Tour. So that the opportunity for world golf ranking points went down for a, a, a hell of right. a lot of their their people. So it's really going to be, like you said, the handful that, you know, maybe got the top 10 here or have one, one major. So they're going to be still invited to majors. But one article I read, so 18, they, they got 12 of 18 made the cut this year, this week. Um, but they expect the number of live tour players next year to be about half of it was this year. Yeah, so I, nine. yeah they're going to lose, they're going to lose eight guys, it looks like, because uh, Neiman so finished T16. Ranking. Well, in terms of the automatic invite, I mean, they could play their way back in with a win or by climbing up the world rankings, but it looks like just based on the T12 and ties gets back next year, uh, they're going to lose about six or seven or maybe eight guys, the live tour. So it'll be about cut in half and half the guys that were there were not competitive or they came just for the free, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, swag bag, like Kevin Nan played nine Memento holes and set them out. sandwiches. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, yeah, that'll be something to look for going forward. All right, let me get a couple more things in here, then we're done. Quick any quick. Can't lay, slow play, oh. menace to the game. Mm. Why weren't they put on the clock, John Gould? That's a good question. I, 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 they should have been, uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know where the group in front of them was in terms of being out of position. But I, I thought it was a funny quote from Kepka actually, that he he said John Rom went to the bathroom seven times, and, and every time he came back, we were still waiting. <laughs> so, and they yeah. were clearly waiting every hole. So I don't know uh, where they never kind of showed us the position of the group in front of Cantlay, but man, it, it's brutal, especially it putting. Bad. Ronis. That's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> a, a dismissive, disgusting, one word, trademark Ronis word of disapproval, unacceptable, buddy. So uh, they, you know, they went off both tees, and I guess the the group from the other side was done. The last group, Keith Mitchell and the and the marker, were done when the other side was on the sixteenth uh, hole which shows you how slow they were versus yeah. the other side. So it, 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 it was tough. The app actually allowing you to watch all the you know different things going on kind of allowed you to see how slow it was too because they were showing shots that you had already watched a minute, minute and a half ago. They were just filling up time in between. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's a problem, and it's, it's, uh, it's no good. I think Hoblin was kind of not happy with it either. Yeah. All right. Now, other quickies. Uh, Bennett, the amateur. Tremendous. Yeah, that was I, awesome. I was, yeah, I, I was so amazed, you know, that his pairings, you know, first of all, with the with Scheffler, the defending champ, and, and the number five in the world with Max Alma, beat them both uh, the first two days. And then uh, playing in the last group the third day, uh, you know, went back a little bit. But, man, just so impressive. And and they, they was out on Twitter, and then they finally mentioned it. I think Nance mentioned it on the broadcast that he's got an 8.30 tee time back, back in uh, Aggieville. Right uh, to, on Monday morning, and he's playing 36, carrying his own bag. Hey, guys, what a, what a come this, down that's got to be. Answer me this question on that one, because he said, I haven't decided yet, but I think I'm going to play tomorrow. Is that I haven't decided yet if I'm going to stay an amateur 
or have I decided yet that I'm going to play in the tournament tomorrow? I thought it was to play in the tournament because, I, I mean, there's some logistics of getting them home and getting them, you know, okay. thankfully it's it seems like it's in Stark, Starkville, so it's it should be close enough to where he's going. But and, who knows and, how long it's going to take to get home. And what is the now, if he decided that he wanted to turn pro, does he have to say that before the tournament he starts? Does, or he does he not get the money. money. Yeah. Uh, yes, he has to say it before he starts. But in this case, uh, his exemption was based on him retaining his amateur status. So okay. if he if he turned pro, uh, fine. But now you now you can't play in the Masters. So you know, right. it kind of defeats the purpose. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. Um, I, first of all, I thought that when you made a commitment in golf to play an event, you made a commitment. And that he's got to go play in this thing tomorrow. I don't care how tired he is. Right. Uh, you know, co- but it's a college ter- tournament, yeah. you know, guys get sick or, or, or okay. break a finger. Yeah. All all right, so it's not as big of a deal. Okay. Not as big of a deal as maybe I thought. Okay. Yep. Um, he seems like a, a very nice young man. Uh, his story with his father is very inspirational. Got it. I thought his cockiness in the media center after Friday's round was a little bit much. I think it bit him in the ass, too. I think Karma definitely heard that, but okay, maybe he'll learn. Uh, I think his his pace of play is also unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Especially think his funny. swing is just, I don't think it's going to hold up over time. I think it's a little bit too homegrownish. I mean, he, he could be a decent pro. Do I see him as the next coming of anything? No, but that was also the guy that was mocking my golf buddies who kept talking my ear off about Scotty Scheffler and when I had not heard of him. I said, call me when we win something. That was right <laughs> before the Ryder Cup, and I've never lived that down. So maybe I'm, the, I'm not the best scout. Is uh, Bennett the next coming of something? No. No, I think he'd be a good player. Just another good amateur who no, may or home, may not be a good is, pro. And I would ask Ronis this, but homegrown is not a problem. Because it's repeatable, you know, it's, you know, Furic-esque in terms of, you know, as long as you can go to it and it comes through, I think that's fine. I'm not worried as much about that. I just, I just don't think he's a transcendent talent. He didn't have anything that was super special, you know, that, that you'd say, wow, that, that's a skill set that other people don't have. He has but, some you know, stones, though. You, you take stones, a look, yeah, short well, game, they, grit. But, you know, it's easy to have stones in the press box, but it's it's something that um, Scheffler was a, you know, historic junior winner. So true. We should have seen that coming. Right. OK. Well, and the, the big guy was the, the freshman from Vanderbilt. They gave a special exemption into the tournament. Right. He just didn't perform there like Bennett did. He stepped up. But I don't know that Bennett's even been playing that well on their, you know, in, in the college. No. I think he was ranked seventh in yeah. collegiate seniors. Yeah. Seventh among seniors only. What? Well, well maybe he's just a Brooks Kepka. He just shows up for majors. Wins the best amateur. All right. Real quick, 13th hole. What'd you think? I thought it was great. Yeah, it's 545 yards. It really just, it's still a. Shoot, I think I'm almost trying to go for it in, at 5:45, but it's it's just they happen to catch some wind and stuff like that. That um, I still think it's a great hole, and I still think they can go for it. So yeah. it's all good. The question we talked about the begin before the uh, event was, you know, is it going to make it a boring hole? Everybody's laying up, and and that never came true. They were, everybody was going for it, but they were just going for it. Not everyone. And well, yeah, and there I, was a lot of laying up. Weather days. There well, was, it was, a, there was more lay, laying up, which made it challenging. 
But instead of going for it with a seven iron, they're going for it with a four iron or a five wood, which yeah. made it more interesting to me. Well, Dave, did you visit the top of that 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 third shot if you lay up when you were there? Oh, that's where we were camped when the yeah. weather delay I- finally shut it down on Friday. And if you listen to the emergency podcast in the car driving back to Atlanta, we told the story about how we adopted a pair of abandoned Masters tournament chairs from some VP of renewable energy at at uh, v, at BP at BP yeah. Oil. He had his card in the back. Uh, the place was clearing out. Nobody was there. We're like, well, we can't just leave these chairs here. So we got two extra chairs. We were in the honey spot, the layup spot on thirteen. It was glorious. Well, that's a scary shot, though. It right? is. From yes. There, from especially side. when it's on the back ledge there. Yes. Pop. So and there were more people laying up. So I mean, it used to become it was just a you're going to reach it where you're going to put it, just go long or whatever you're going to do. Here, there were more people laying up, and it is a scary, what, 75, 80-yard shot with downhill lie, trying to carry it over that, that creek and, and stop it on that green. It's, it's So you would, you would then say the golf, the extension of that hole has been an improvement. It's been a success because it's, bought, it's brought more styles of play on that hole, more intrigue into the mix. Yes, and there were still eagles on the hole, so it didn't take it away where you could not. But there were way more bogeys. It felt like yes. So you you were bringing in play in play some, I mean some second shots that were ended up, you know, left in the in the gunk there. You never saw that before. All right, and I, I liked it. All right, I'm bumping out with the old NBC golf theme just because it's handy. I know it doesn't fit the Masters, <laughs> but let it wash over you, boys. Full Capital Golf Gang recap. Later on this week, I'll see you guys at the store on Wednesday. All right, Dave. Thanks, Dave. boys. Okay, just a couple of mop-ups here to finish the podcast for tonight. Uh, by the way, my bowels are holding strong for now. I'll keep you posted as developments. Warren. No, please don't. We don't need to hear. I know this. My bowels would not be in good shape if I did what Will Levis does. Quarterback. Kentucky, possible top five pick in the upcoming NBA NFL draft. Apparently, Will Levis eats bananas with the peel on and puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Should that eliminate him from first round contention on that alone? (laughs) He also takes really douchey bathroom mirror selfies of his absolutely Adonis-like physique and his great hair, should that eliminate him from being a first-round pick? I don't know, but it is damn weird. Even monkeys have the good sense and the dexterity with their opposable thumbs to be able to peel bananas to get to the good part. Not Will Levis, apparently. Or maybe he's just doing it for shtick. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that the the, uh, footnote to the whole stupidity with the Timberwolves bench fight is that after they kicked their own player out of the game, sent him home uh, so they could calm the situation down, uh, uh, Kyle Anderson, uh, sorry, another player, not Kyle Anderson, he punched Kyle Anderson or took a swipe at him. (laughs) Uh, Another player in the Timberwolves, got frustrated and punched a wall and broke his hand. Good job, 
You're doing great there in Minnesota. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks so much for listening. Have yourself a great Monday. Wish me luck as I get the big clean out and the old scope-a-dope, and I'll be back here fit as a fiddle and full of stomach, hopefully tomorrow at this very same time. Thanks for listening. Have a good Monday, and we will see you next time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny-come-latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.